Pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen.
For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. Who gets the seed? The sower. If you're not a sower, God's not going to give you any seed. And if you don't have any seed, you're not going to have any food. And then he says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. You know, his thoughts and ways are far above us. So far above as the heavens are above the earth. But here's some good news for us. We can learn his thoughts and ways and become just like him. He's our father, right? Yes. He's our heavenly father. <coughs> so we can start thinking like God and doing things the way that God does them. You see, God put his higher thoughts and ways into his word and then sent them from heaven to us. First in the Old Testament through the prophets and then in the New Testament, he actually sent the living word from heaven. Hallelujah. John 1, 1 through 3 and 14 says, In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And then in verse 14 it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God sent the word from heaven. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and the word was made flesh. That word was planted into the belly of a little virgin maiden by the name of Mary. Yes. And the word grew in her. And finally one day the word come forth. And he was born of flesh. And we got to behold him full of all his glory. Amen? Amen.
The Bible is not an ordinary book. You don't read the Bible like you would a novel of some type. That's right. The great apostle Paul described the word of God in the book of Hebrews. I like the way the Amplified puts it. He said it's living and active, full of power, operative, energizing, and effective. Doesn't sound like it's dead to me. He said it is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, penetrating, and able to separate the soul from the spirit. That's the completeness of a person. His soul and spirit. That's the completeness of a person. And both, and of both joints and marrow, which is the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of our heart. Amen. That don't sound like a dead word to me. That sounds like a word that's alive. Yes. It's full of Zoe power. It's full of the life of God. When we speak the word, we speak life. Yes. And it's operative, energized, and effective, full of power, able to change our lives. But you can't speak it if you don't know it. And if you don't know it, and if you don't read it, you're not going to know it and get it into your heart. Because that's where it has to go. It has to go in your heart. Not your head. It has to go in your heart. Right. It might go, might go to, to your head first, but you've got to get it into your heart by meditating on it. Because it's alive. And out of your heart are what? Come the issues of life. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. You know, I pray for you guys to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation this morning. I prayed that this morning in my prayer time, about 5.30 this morning, that you would have the spirit of yes. wisdom and revelation abide on you. So you got to expect the wisdom, the, the, the wisdom and the revelation of God to come to you this morning in this yes. service. Amen. 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 And, and, you know, because it's not a dead word, and because it's spiritual, it has to be spiritually discerned. You need the Holy Ghost to do that. Yes. Amen? Amen? You can't understand this word in the natural by yourself. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that leads us and guides us into all truth. God said if we call upon Him, He'll answer us and show us great and mighty things that we know not. This is what we need to expect this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. I know there's things going on in the Middle East. I know there's things going on in this country that we're concerned with. And I covered some of that last week and several weeks before that we talked about end times and that. But this morning I need to give you some spiritual food for your soul. Amen. 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 Now there's something about the word here. It's not only powerful enough to get your sins forgiven, but it can keep you from sinning too. Oh, I can't help myself. Yes, you can. King David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. If you hide this word in your heart, you won't sin against God. Not if you listen to the Holy Ghost. Not if you've got a conscience. Because if that word's in your heart and something comes up, that word's going to come up. It's going to tell you what's right and wrong. It's going to tell you what you need to do in that situation. All of God's ways and all of God's thoughts are expressed in, the, in this Bible. It's expressed in His Word. And as we read the living Word, study it, and meditate on it, it becomes a part of us and it begins to operate in us and through us, energizing us and making us effective in everything that we do. Amen. And as we learn the Word and walk in the Word, we begin thinking the way God thinks and doing things God's way. You know, when I was working for United Parcel Service, I was a driver trainer, and then I became a trainer of driver trainers. And we had we operated under the Smith system, a defensive driving system, and it had five what we call five seeing habits. Aim high and steering, get the big picture, keep your eyes moving, leave yourself out, make sure they see you. And under each one of those five headings, there was something that we had to learn and do. And I used to make my instructors memorize those five seeing habits. And I made them do it where they had to do it perfectly. I asked them on the final day on the test, I, I made them write those five seeing habits down, how you're doing, what, you, what they did for you, and everything like that. And if they even missed a comma or a period, they got the whole question wrong. And you say, that's hard. No, 
Because I knew they were only going to re retain a certain percentage of what they learned. Well, if I made them learn it all, they would retain a greater percentage. And so I would expect them to know it by heart because mainly, if you don't know it, you can't do it. Why do I have to memorize these? How are you going to know what to do and how to do it if you don't memorize it? You're going to get out there on that road and you're not going to know what to do. You're not going to know how to drive defensively because they're not in here. It's the same thing with the Word of God. It becomes a part of us and it becomes effective in us and it energizes us and makes us effective in what we're doing. And we know how to do it and why we're doing it because God explained it to us. It's in our heart. So as we learn the Word and walk in the Word, we begin thinking God's ways and doing things God's way. In other words, our thoughts become like His thoughts. And the way we do things become the way that He does things. And if you ever want to think like God thinks and do the things, do things the way God does them, then you have to spend time in His Word. Maybe even memorize a few scriptures. Get them in your heart that you might not sin against God. Because that's the only place you can learn how He thinks and how He does things is in His Word. But God has to be your first priority in life. Everything else follows. And God laid that out for us. He said, seek you first the kingdom of God. Let's just read it. Uh, Matthew 6.33 he says, but seek, aim at, and strive for, this is in the Amplified, first of all, God's kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. We learn in his ways. And then all these things, the things that we need in life, the things that the Gentiles seek after and stress after and strive for all their life and work hard for, these are the things taken together that God will give to us besides. Now, what do we have to do for them? Stress over them, worry over them, work hard for them, wonder where the next bucket? No. He said, just put me first, and I'll take care of all those other things so you don't have to worry about them. Amen. You don't have to stress over them. Hallelujah. See, God is telling us, that the words can get, his word can get all our needs met. Jesus, the living word, told us exactly how to do it right here in Matthew. In other words, if we put God first and start thinking the way he thinks, and start doing the things the way that he does them, then all of our earthly needs will be met. He says he will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. Not according to what we can do, not according to how hard we work or how hard we stress and worry about these things. He said, according to his riches and glory. And I want you to know my father is rich. He has an endless supply. And he just told me how to get it. He says, son, put me first. Do things my way and you'll never have another need. And ever since I started doing that some years ago, I have never wanted or needed anything. He's always supplied my needs. He's always been on time. And some people say, well, he's never supplied all my needs. Are you sure you're not talking about your greeds? Now, he won't supply all your greeds, but he will supply all your needs. That's my God. Hallelujah. And God's number way of, number one way of doing things is he lives and acts by faith. He takes the things that seem impossible and uh, the things that are not seen and he makes them possible. We live only by what we see and understand to be possible. In other words, God walks by faith, we walk by sight. Unless you learn otherwise in the word. I've learned since then, I don't walk by sight. I don't walk by what I can see or not see. I don't walk by how I feel. I don't walk by what's going on around me or the circumstances that are happening in my life. I walk by faith and not by sight. Because the things we see, we don't always want. And we don't always need. 
So we believe God for the unseen things. Amen? God uses his faith and his words to bring things from the unseen realm, the things that are not seen, into the seen realm, from the spirit realm into the natural realm. He speaks them into existence. And we're chips off the old block. So that's the same way we should operate. We should walk by faith. We should speak faith-filled words. We should speak what we want, not what we see or not what we think. See, you may see something that, you know, I don't want, I don't want this job. I don't want to live uh, this way. I don't want to live in this house. I don't want to drive this beat-up old car. So what are you doing about it? Start speaking otherwise. Mm-hmm. Start speaking some faith-filled words in the direction that you want your life to go, not the direction that it is going, or not the, the direction that you can see, but start speaking I want a bigger, better house. Not that I, not not that I'm being greedy, but I want a bigger, better house that's in good repair, something that's comfortable, something that accommodates me and my family. I'm not asking too much. And you might say, "Well, all I need is a little Toyota Prius." God wants to give you a Cadillac or a Mercedes. Why not believe him for that? Don't go according to what you see. Go according to what you believe. Start speaking what you want, not what you have. Amen? Amen. And God will move, God will begin to move you in that direction. You may have to change jobs, you may have to get a raise, you may have to get a better benefits, you may have whatever. Something has to change in your life, God will cause it to change. Or let me say this God will give you the opportunity to change that thing. And move you towards your goal. Amen. If you don't want to move, you're not going to change anything. Amen. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, he says, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Praise the Lord. I wonder how he did that. He put a tube belt on, he got down in the, in the ground and started digging and building. No. It says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Like I said, he was hovering over the waters. What's he doing? Waiting for the word to be spoken. So he can go into action. He's hovering over you right now. He's hovering over your life right now. That's the spirit, spirit-filled life. He's hovering over your life right now. What's he waiting for? The word to be spoken. The word to be spoken in faith so he can move and make it happen. And God said, let there be light and there was light. Why? The Holy Spirit's not hovering anymore. He's got the word. He knows what to do. He obeys God's word. He does what God tells him to do. If you speak God's word, the Holy Ghost will work on your behalf. You know, you have guardian angels that have rusty swords, and if angels have wings, they have rusty wings. Why? They're still waiting for you to speak the word. Tell them what to do. You know what I prayed for you guys this morning? I prayed that uh, ministering spirits and your guardian angels would go before you this morning, trip every trap and snare the devil set before you get to it, make your journey prosperous and successful, and sweep the path clean in front of you that no man or beast will cross your path in a threatening manner. Damn, I dispatched angels this morning. That's what you need to do. He's waiting for the word to be spoken. Everything God created in Genesis chapter 1, the sky, the oceans, the river, the streams, the lakes, the dry land, the vegetation, the trees, the plants with the seeds they produced, the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, the heavens, the fish, the birds, the animals, the creeping things, and finally human beings. And some of them were creeps. But everything he created, God spoke all of these things into existence. He first 
thought about him, though. You want to know what God's thoughts are about? God's thoughts are good. He thinks creatively. He thinks about us. He thinks about how to add and multiply in our lives. That's God's thoughts for us. Amen. And you know what? Nobody has ever done anything right or wrong without first thinking about it. I know we we got this cliche, we got this can't excuse that when, and, and this is when we get caught I couldn't help it it just happened no it didn't just happen you thought about it and you did it because you thought about it yeah. and if you thought about it you knew it was wrong before you did it it didn't just happen you liar you knew exactly what you were doing and you thought about it before you did it but if you were thinking God's thoughts, <laughs> you would have never did what you did. That wasn't part of my message, but it's all free anyway. But every time God spoke faith-filled words, something was created. And every part of creation began with God said. Read it in Genesis. That's the chapter one is the creation chapter. Genesis means in the beginning. Read it. Everything God created. He's, it first starts out, God said, lit, and then whatever he wanted, and it always ended with, and there was, or it was so, or it happened. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Everything he spoke mm -hmm. came into being. Yes. If God speaks faith-filled words and creates things, what if we speak God's word out of our mouth? Can we create things? Yes, it's a spiritual law. It might not happen the first time you speak it, but you keep speaking it. And you keep expecting it to happen, and it's going to happen. Unfortunately, spiritual, law, spiritual laws work both for good and bad. You can think and speak bad things and believe them in your heart and bad things can happen to you. There's spiritual law that says, Seek and you shall find. Knock and it should be open to you. You know, people sometimes can be hypochondriacal, if that's a word. They can be hypochondriac. They look for sicknesses. What about the spiritual law? If you seek, you're going to find. Yep. Quit looking for that. You got a pain, you got a problem, go have an x-ray, go have it tested. But don't go say, you know, I think I'm going to have an x-ray because uh, my, my great-granddaddy had cancer and my grandma had heart disease. and that. Don't go looking for that. Because you, you're going to find the thing you're seeking after. Break that thing. Speak the word of God and break that thing. You don't have to have it because they have it. Amen. 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 But everything God spoke appeared. The thing he spoke happened. So can you see the power of faith-filled words being spoken? And let me tell you something about God's word. You don't have to worry about speaking it in faith. God's word has faith built into it. You just speak the word. The faith is there. Can you see the power in the words that we speak? There's power in them whether you believe it or not. Let me show you some of God's ways. God's way to promotion is through humility. In other words, God's way up is down. We don't think like that, do we? If we want to go up, we claw and scratch and step on people's heads to get there. God says, humble yourself. You go down, and I'll bring you up. You go down, and I'll promote you. But we'd rather promote ourselves without humbling ourselves. And then God says, you want to live? You've got to die. I don't know. I mean, you know, I would never think like that. That's the way God thinks. You can't be born again until you die. 
God's way is to lend expecting nothing in return. Man's way is to lend expecting a return, expecting interest. And boy, you better not miss a payment. You want to be rich? God says, give away everything you have. You want more? God says, give more. God does things without reward. Man does things for reward. God's way is to forgive and forget. Man's way is to hold a grudge and seek revenge. God's way is to forgive seven times seven. Seven times seven. But you know what? We say, you know, that's... Uh, you know, Peter said, you know, should I forgive seven times? And God said, no, 70 times seven. That's 490 times. You have to forgive at least 490 times. But here's the thing. The first time you forgive, he gets another 490. You can't say, well, that's 489. You got 489 more to go. No, if you really forgave him, he's back at 490. You always have to forgive 490 times. That never changes. No matter how many times you forgive somebody, he's got another 490 coming. Man's way is to forgive once or twice and hang it over your head for the rest of your life. God's way is to pay full price for our salvation and our healing, but he gives it to us freely. Amen. There's no doubt that just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his thoughts and ways higher than our thoughts and ways. Verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. In other words, it's going to be just like he described in verses 10 when he's talking about rain and snow. He says, It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. You know, Pastor Ed and I have discovered something just recently, too. I mean, we've discovered, uh, you know, we sit in the morning and we read the Word. I call it, I wash her with the water of the Word. Washing water by the Word. That means I read the word over her. And the, and the Bible tells me to do that. It tells the husbands to do that. Wash your water, your wives with the water of the word. And so I even joke with her. I say, you ready to get washed? She say, yeah. And she'll put her phone down and then I'll read scriptures to her. Amen. Mostly healing scriptures. But I read them to her every morning. And she reads them to me. And we discuss it. And we discovered that if the word of God isn't working in our lives the way it should be, it may just be because we're not returning the word to him. Amen. Here's where the spirit of wisdom and revelation comes in. See, he did tell us very plainly, my word shall not return unto me void. Now hang in there with me because I'm a I'm about to tell you something you may have never heard before, maybe even won't agree with it, because it's easily read right over through this scripture that we read this morning without realizing what it's really saying. That's why we have to meditate on the Word, because we think it says something, but that's not really what it's saying, or there's more to it than that. If God sends His Word, He will never take it back. He said the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So that means if he sent his word as a gift, how many know Jesus is a gift? Amen. He sent his word as a gift. It's without repentance. He'll never take it back. He didn't say in the middle of when they started abusing Jesus and whipping him at that post and the blood and the, and the flesh was flying off of that whip. He didn't say, oh, they hold it. That's it. Come on back. I'm taking my word back. He didn't. He let Jesus go through with all of that. Because his gifts and callings are without repentance. Yes. So if he sent his word, he's not 
calling him back. You still there? So if it's returned to him, then we're the ones that have to return it. You listening to me now? You see, God sends his word, but when we receive it, that's only half of the equation. Remember, Paul told us concerning salvation in Romans 10, uh, 9 and 10, that we must believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth or speak out of our mouth that Jesus is Lord. Yes. Amen. And if we do that, we'll be saved. So believing is only half of the equation. Confessing it with your mouth is the other half of the equation. What if we only did one of those things without the other? What if I just believed in my heart but didn't confess it with my mouth? Or maybe I just confess it with my mouth but didn't believe it in my heart. What would happen? I wouldn't get saved. Salvation wouldn't come to me. Why? Because I would have to use, I would have to do both of the commandments. Believe in my heart and confess it with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And this is the same with salvation or any other promise of God. We have to meet the conditions. We can't just do half the word and not the other half. God said, for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, doesn't return to him, he don't call it back. He sends it with a purpose. And that's the water of the earth, making it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now, if I'm a sower, I got seed. I sow it, it grows, and I eat. Amen? I benefit from that seed. And then he said, so shall my word be. So shall my word be like what? Just like he described. His word is just like rain and snow. It falls from heaven. He says, so, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. In other words, his words come down from heaven just like rain and snow and causes the earth to produce seed for the sower and bread to the eater. Do you believe it does that? The word is seed when it is sown. It produces fruit. We have the parable of the sower. And we learn from the parable of the sower that the word that he sowed or the seed that he sowed is the word of God. And where does it get planted? in the heart. Because he said once the seed is sown, Satan comes immediately to steal the seed that was sown in thine heart. So the word is sown. It comes down from heaven in the form of rain or snow. It's sown. It comes down to seed and we sow it in our hearts. Why? Because that's where the faith is produced. That's where your believer is. So that when you speak it, you get whatever it is that you're believing for. Amen. And that and Paul's, Paul's salvation comes by believing and confessing that Jesus is Lord. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. What pleases God? His word pleases him. And everything in it pleases him. It came from heaven by God speaking it out of his mouth and it's returned to him by us speaking it out of our mouth. That's the only way it gets returned to God. Why would we want to return it to him? Because if we return it to him, it will not return to him void, but it shall accomplish that which yes, he pleases and it will prosper in the thing where to be sent. So I want to send that word back to him so it accomplishes what he sent it to do and it prospers in the thing where to be sent it. God, the doctor says I have cancer. But you said no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Cancer is a weapon that the devil has brought against me. And he may have brought it against me because you never said he wouldn't form the weapon but you said the weapon wouldn't prosper. Bam, I sent that word back to God and it's not going to return to him void, but it's going to accomplish what he sent it to do yes. and it's going to prosper in the thing where it's to be sent. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You said you sent your word to heal me and deliver me from all my destructions. Yes. 
God has healed me. God has delivered me yes. from the things that the devil plans to destroy me with. You said by Jesus Christ I'm healed. Yes. He sent that word to me. He said by the stripes of Jesus thou art healed. Yes. I just sent it back to him. I spoke it back to him in faith. And I told him by Jesus Christ I'm healed. That's not my word. That's your word. You sent it to me. I'm returning it to you yes. through the confession of faith. Yes. And it has to accomplish what you sent it to do. And it has to prosper in the thing you yes, said. Hallelujah. It has to prosper in me. Because that's where it is. Yes. As the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven is exactly the way that God sent his word to us. Amen. So we're to take the seed of the word that came down from, to us from heaven, plant it in our hearts. And then we cause that seed to grow and develop by feeding on the word. We're feeding on the Word this morning. You're getting some soul food. Yeah. You've got to get it into your heart. Yeah. It's got to be sown into your heart. And then it will grow and develop. And then when you need it, you can return it to God through a positive faith-filled confession, positive faith-filled words, Amen. and create the thing He sent it to accomplish. That ain't too hard to understand, is it? So we find an area in our life where the Word isn't working so well and we fill our heart with God's promises pertaining to that problem that we're having, whether we need uh, a financial break or a financial blessing, a new job, whatever it is that we need, we, we start meditating on that Word. My God shall supply all my need according to His work, riches and glory. God, you said that. I'm just yes. returning it to you now. This is a need that I have. Yes. God, you said everywhere the soul of my foot treads, that have you given to me. Yes. I'm walking this thing out, God. Yes. You have to give it to me. That's your word. Yes. I'm returning it to you and it can't be turned void. Yes. You said everything I put my hand to shall prosper. Yes. I'm putting my hand to this. I'm walking this thing out. I'm not sitting on the sofa waiting for some kind of miracle to happen. I'm doing your word. I'm walking it out. I'm putting my hand to it. Yes. Oh, I'm returning it to you and Lord. it can't return void. That's right. Yes. It has to accomplish what you please and prosper in the thing that you sent. Hallelujah. See, as you do your part, God will do his part and he'll make sure that word isn't returned to him void. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth and shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing whereto I sent. And I looked up that word void. Man, it's an interesting void. Usually it means when, when there's a void, something is missing. Right? You know, the sky is void of color this morning. What? The blue, this beautiful sky is missing. We just got gray clouds. So it means when you confess God's word back to him in faith, you return it to him in faith. It can't return to him. This is what void means. Empty, useless, or without having effect and producing yes. fruit. Amen. He gives seed to the sower, and if the sower plants the seed that came down, the seed will produce fruit. For the sower to enjoy. He can do anything he wants with it. But I'm telling you, when that crop comes up, I'm going to be first partaker of the fruits. And if I plant it enough, then I can bless you. Even though you didn't plant nothing, I can still bless you with it. And tell you, eat some, but save some for seed. Start planting your own seed. So, Next time, you'll not only have a harvest for yourself, but you'll be able to bless somebody else. You see how it works? This is how the kingdom works. He gives seed to the sower, and if he plants it, the seed will produce for him to enjoy. Psalms 107.20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction." So he sent his word. What was that word sent to do? Heal and deliver. If you receive it and then return it to him, it will not return to him void, but it will accomplish that which he pleases to heal, 
and deliver. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I received that word. Yes. It's planted in my heart where faith is produced. But now in order for that word to accomplish what pleases God and prosper in the thing whereto it was sent, I have to return it to him by confessing it back in faith. God, the devil said, the doctor said, so-and-so said, the news said, the president said, this one said, that one said, but you said. Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And if I do that, then it can't return to him void. It can't return to him empty, empty, useless, or without having had an effect and producing the fruit of healing and deliverance. Amen. Somebody in here should be getting this. Amen. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, useless, without producing any effect. But it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose. If God didn't, if, if it didn't please God or it didn't have a purpose, he wouldn't have sent it. That's right. Amen. Amen. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Then he said in verse Isaiah 55, 12, uh, the very next verse, he said, For you shall go out with joy and be led forth in peace. That's what happens. That's what happens when you when the word is sent, you receive it, and you send it back to him, you return it to him. Yes. Not void, but able to be yes. to accomplish that which it was sent to do. It's going to give you joy when that healing comes into your body. It's going to give you joy and peace when that deliverance comes to your body. It's going to give you joy and peace when that check comes in the mail to cover your expenses and your needs. Joy and peace as a result of God's word. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> but how could I go out with joy and peace if it didn't accomplish that which it was sent to do? I go out with joy and peace because it did accomplish that which it was sent to do. I've been healed from the word that came down from heaven. I've been delivered from the destruction that the devil meant for me. It fills me with joy and peace. Yes. Amen. Jesus told the woman with the issue of blood. And this is after she got healed. Daughter of your faith, this is in the Amplified, Mark 5.34. Daughter of your faith, your trust and confidence in me, springing from faith in God, has restored you to health. Now, her trust and confidence was in, was in what? Jesus, the Word, the living Word. He was the Word that came down from heaven. Yes. Jesus did come down from heaven. Jesus was formed and made here on earth. The Word came down from heaven and filled Him. That's why He became the living Word that walked yes. among us and we beheld His glory. Amen. So she's saying that, uh, He's saying, daughter, your faith, your trust and confidence in the Word springing from faith in God has restored you to health. And then he said, go in into peace and be continually healed and free from your distressing bodily disease. Mm -hmm. He said, you not only go got healed, but go in peace knowing that you can continually be healed or stay healed yes. from this distressing bodily disease. How many knows that was a distressing bodily disease that she had for 12 years? Yes. If you got a disease in your body, how many know it's distressing? Yeah. Yes. It's a distressing disease because it distresses you. But she went out with joy being led in and into peace because she received the word. She went out laughing and dancing and spinning and thanking God. How do I know that? I've seen the movie. But she had to have joy and peace after she got healed. Twelve years. Yes. Spend everything she had, seeing every physician, every specialist, every snake oil salesman. She tried it all and nothing worked. Amen. She touches him, the word, and she gets healed. Yes. Amen. Don't tell me she wasn't full of joy. Lord. Don't tell me she didn't have peace for the first time in 12 years. Amen. And the reason was because she received the word that came down from heaven. She accepted him. 
She didn't reject the word. She received it. And then she returned it to him because she confessed it. She said, if I could just, just touch the hem of his garment, I don't even have to touch him. All I need to do is touch something that touched him. Amen. And I shall be made whole. That was her confessing. God, you sent this word from heaven. Here's my confession. I'm returning it back to you and it can't return to you more. Yes. It has accomplished what you sent it to do. And he sent Jesus. His primary ministry, he went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil, sick and oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. It must have been God's will. God sent his word in the form of seed like rain and snow because he wants us to enjoy the abundant life. Yeah. He wants us to enjoy, enjoy a blessed and abundant life. Jesus said, I came, the word, I came to give life and that more abundantly. Not just life, but abundant life. Yeah. And in the original Greek it said, Zoe life. And Zoe means the God kind of life. We can live the God kind of life. His will is for us to go out with joy and be led forth with peace. This was a provision under the old covenant that, and we live under a new and better covenant established on better promises. And some people think because our scripture that we read this morning is in the Old Testament, Isaiah is in the Old Testament, that these blessings were just for the Jews, that God was just speaking to the Jews. But the Bible says, we've been grafted in through the blood of Jesus. Amen. I'm just as much a Jew as one that was born in Israel of a Jewish father and mother. Why? Because I've been grafted into this old covenant and then given, because of the blood, given a new and better covenant based upon better promises. So I've got every promise that the Old Testament has Plus better ones. Hallelujah. Paul said in Galatians, they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. In other words, you're a Jew just as much a Jew as Abraham. If you be Christ, Galatians 3.29, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And some people say, well, we're redeemed from the Old Testament. No. We're redeemed from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13 uh, tells us that curse is every man that hangs on, hangeth on the tree. And, and uh, Jesus hung on the tree for us. And so we still have a right to all the old covenant blessings. We just had the curse removed. The Amen. curse of the law. Hallelujah. So we have everything that the Israelites had except the, per the curse. And our covenant is new and better based on better promises because we have the new birth and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. We have the life, nature, and ability of God living on the inside of us. That's another thing that the Word teaches you if you study it. The, the life and nature and characteristics and the ability of God. It's all in the Word. It's all in there. It's on the inside of us. But how do all these blessings operate in our lives? I'm going to wrap this up now. How will we be able to go out with joy and be led forth with peace? God says our joy and peace is the result of his word. He says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. See, never underestimate the power of God's word. If you want the best God has, it always comes through His Word. So, you know, God, I meditate on your healing promises. And joy and peace come to me. Yes. You know, I, I told you before, I wake up with night terrors. You know, after I got that bad news, no hope. I would wake up in the middle of the night with night terrors. I mean, I would be terrified. Fear would come upon me like a blanket. And I'd have to shake myself. And I'd have to shake that fear off by quoting the word. Say, God, you didn't give me a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Right. Yea, thou walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I would have to quote the word of God and keep quoting it until that 
blanket of fear lifted. And I could go back to sleep. Why? Because I had joy and peace. See, the devil will steal that every chance he gets. You can't let him steal your joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. If he steals your joy, he'll steal your strength. So you have to get it back at all costs. And there's things that people have said to me or done to me that took my peace. And I know it. Usually at night when it's quiet, I realize, man, that really, what he said, what she said or did took my peace. And I've got to get it back. So I do whatever it takes. I go to that person, confront them, yes. forgive them, tell them I love them. Why? Get my peace back. I had to make that thing right somehow. And even if they refused me, I know I did what God told me to do. Yes. I know I did what the Word told me to do. So I can still go out and enjoy in peace. Amen. I tried. And if you don't want to accept that, it's on you. It's not on me anymore. And so whenever your peace is stolen, your joy is stolen, you got to do whatever it takes to get it back. Yeah. And sometimes it means you have to apologize. <laughs> it's hard sometimes. But you got to get your joy and peace back. Amen. 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 So I meditate on your healing promises and joy and peace come to me. I know that your word will not return to you void. I'm confessing it in faith. I know what the devil said. I know what the doctor said. I know what so and so said. I know how I feel, but you said. Joy and peace. Joy and peace comes back. I speak God's word with confidence in faith, knowing that it will accomplish what it was sent to do, and it will prosper in the thing whereto it was sent. Yes. Amen. Amen. I don't care what my body feels like. I don't care what the circumstances look like. I don't care what my bank account says. I don't care what the doctor said. I know what you said. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you what you said. Yeah. And it can't return to you void. It has to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's your word. Jesus took my sicknesses and bore my pains. I don't have to bear them. God the doctor said, but you said Jesus bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. I don't have to bear him. I don't have to carry him. Yeah. What's that do? I go out in joy and peace. Yeah. If you really believe the word, you'll be in joy and peace. Amen. You can get a terminal diagnosis and you go in and out, I promise you. I don't care how big a man or woman of faith you are. You get a terminal diagnosis and you'll be up and down, you'll be in and out. You'll be in the fight, you'll be out of the fight, you'll be on the mountain, you'll be in the valley. But you keep fighting and you yes. keep striving oh, yeah. and you keep sending God's word back to Him yes. until you get joy and peace. Yes. And when you get joy and peace, that's when you know you really believe the word. Because yes. the doctor tells you you're going to die, but God keeps telling you that I'll come with healing and cure the incurable because they all gave up on you and dismiss you as hopeless. That's the word. If you believe what God said rather than what the doctor said, joy will come. Yes. yes. Hallelujah. The doctor says you're going to die. God says you're going to live. And I believe I'm going to live. i got to be full of joy. Yes. When? Right then, as soon as I believe it. I don't wait for the test to come back. I don't wait for what the doctor has to say next. I believe it right then, and I start rejoicing right then. Amen? Amen. That ain't too hard, is it? I know what I taught today could be confusing. How do you send God's word back to me? I hope I explained it enough to you. It's really simple. God sends his word to you. You receive it. You believe it. You send it back to him. And, And, you know, not that you're rejecting it and sending it back. You're just, you know, the devil said this, but God, you said that. And that's what you're sending back to God. Come on. 
his word. And it will not go back to him. It will not return to him void. It's going to accomplish what it was set out to do, what you can believe in. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. How many can do that? This is, this is serious, people. The devil is playing for peeps. You cannot believe the word of the devil over God's word. But that's how we start out. You get a bad report from the devil. I know it's the doctor that gives it to you, but it comes from the devil. That's you right. get a bad report, and not you can admit it or not. It's up to you. But at first, you believe it. Yeah, but the doctor said. I know what the word said, but the doctor said. This is me. This is in my body. This is what the, the tests show, the x-rays show. I can't deny this. The doctor said. And we just automatically believe that. That's the way we were programmed from birth. Believe the devil's lies. But I know better in here now. I don't have to believe that lie. Now I have to accept it as a fact. It's a fact. The tests show it to be a fact. But that's not necessarily the truth. Come on. It may be a truth, but it's not the truth. Amen. The truth is God. You said no weapon formed against me will prosper. Yes. That's the truth. Yes, Lord. The devil did not say you had cancer. That's a truth. Can't deny it. The test show it. But you said no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Mm -hmm. And this weapon of cancer will not prosper. Right. This weapon of diabetes will not prosper. This, this weapon of heart disease will not prosper. This crippling arthritis in my knees and hips will not prosper. These ain't all things I have. I'm trying to just throw them. <laughs> sitting there thinking, man, that's the best. <laughs> no, I don't care what it is that the devil tells you you have it will not prosper. Yes. High blood pressure will not prosper. It's a weapon. Yes. Now it's been formed against you, but it will not prosper. Yes. But you're the one got to believe it. Yes. Amen? Amen. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you. For the word you sent from heaven. God, you sent your best. You sent Jesus. The glory of heaven. You sent him down here and shared him with us. You shared your word with us. In the form of Jesus Christ, our Savior. He took that whipping on his back for our healing. He took those nails on the cross for our salvation. God, I know it's your will. You'd have never sent him. I know it's your word because your word is your will. And you would have never sent him if you didn't want it to be so. So when I confess that Jesus is Lord of my life and believe it in my heart, then salvation comes to this house. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. When I confess that you sent your word and healed me and delivered me from my destruction, I don't care what it is, God. It has to accomplish what it was sent to do. So God, shake us when we start speaking the devil's words and start believing what the devil said over what you said. Just shake us. Shake some of us harder than some of us. But shake us and remind us what your word was said to do. And God, remind us to return it to you so it can't return void. It shall accomplish what it was set out to do. I know it sounds complicated, but it's so simple. Your word was never meant to be complicated. Your word was always simple. You wouldn't send your word, a word that we can't understand or comprehend. And yes, maybe we do have to pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to come every now and then because we don't understand something. It's because we're looking at it in the natural but when we pray for your spirit of wisdom and revelation to come upon us and look at it through your eyes and discern it through your eyes and through the word, then we understand that it's simple to understand. Man is the one that confuses it. We're the ones that confuse it. But God said, God, you said if we ask, you'll answer us and show us these things. You'll show us great mighty things that we know now. So we don't want to complicate the word, God, because you're not that complicated. You made it simple for us. 
So we're just going to read it, accept it for what it is, believe it, receive it, and then return it to you and expect it to happen. Thank you and praise you for it. I pray everyone in here got a hold of this revelation this morning. And they start using it. Because the, de the devil has plenty of weapons to form against us. But we have one that's greater than all of his weapons, and that is the Word. Hallelujah. So by the Word, we can declare that no weapon formed against us, no matter who forms it or where it comes from, it will not prosper. Thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people in here realize that we got to change the way that we think and the way that we do things? Amen? Amen. Start doing God's things, God, God's way. Start thinking the way God thinks. And if you're not sure about it, look it up in the Word. It's right in there. He'll tell you what He thinks. He'll tell you how He wants things done. He sent the Holy Ghost to indwell in you. You talk about the encyclopedia of the world. It's in you. Ask him. He'll show you. May not be as soon as you want it to be or how you want it to be, but he'll show you. And then return it to God. Amen? Amen. I love you guys. Uh, I think the party's still going on back there, so hang around. Don't leave without your kids. <laughs> and if there's any leftovers, we'll call you back there and let you get a this concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.